You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Travelling Tunes with Dr Kirsten Zimke. Kia ora Kirsten, how are you this morning? Kia ora, I am good, I'm ready to talk about funky music. Funky music, <laughs> funky music made up for TV and film. This is a very interesting phenomenon. Yeah, it's such a weird thing, but it's been up in the media a little bit because there's a new TV show coming out called Daisy Jones and the Five about a 70s band. And so Rolling Stone and a couple of other, you know, of the big music things have talked about it. Rolling Stone called the genre strange yet appealing. Strange yet appealing. <laughs> I mean, the BFM texters are already texting in some recommendations for fake bands that they've enjoyed. I've uh, got some shout-outs for The Monkees. I, I feel like that's always a little bit controversial, but uh, I love The well, Monkees. Well, yeah. The Rolling Stone article said because The Monkees became a real band, so they took them out of their list. They said otherwise, yeah, they would absolutely be number one. Um, also, I recently watched We Are Lady Parts. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, that's a great TV show. Yeah, and the songs are really good too. Um, but you know, you think of I don't know some of y'all, depending on your age, grew up on Hannah Montana. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Lady Gaga winning, you know, the Shallow song, um, mm. winning Oscars um, through Six Mafia from Hustle and Flow won the Oscar. Like these are big songs, and they're an important part and of you know films. And we love music and film. And I guess a lot of actors can sing. So this first track has um, got kind of a weird story, too. So this is from an awesome um, movie, I, Mighty Wind, which kind of makes fun of 60s rock. I'm absolutely folk. obsessed with this movie. I'm very glad we're talking about this one today. So this is Mitch and Mickey, which is really Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. Iconic. Iconic combo. Kind of. He's a Bob Dylan-ish character that's kind of doesn't talk much and is reclusive. And she's maybe at his Joan Baez. She plays the auto harp in this. Oh, when the veil of dreams has lifted And the fairy tales have all been told There's a kiss at the end of the rainbow <laughs> More precious than a pot of gold Oh, it's so good, though. It's giving me original Star is Born vibes. With, well, is that the original with yeah. Barbara Streisand? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was there one before the Barbara I Streisand? I think there one? might have been one beforehand, but Woman in the Moon, what yeah. a song. What a, what a banger. It's definitely playing on that. In fact, I just saw a big argument as to why this song didn't win the Oscar. Oh Instead, the Lord of the Rings one won. And the Lord of the Rings Peter song Jackson. was just, you know, a, a song in the credits. You know, mm. whereas this song was really core to Will They, Won't They. Uh, they have a big kiss at the end of the song, you know, because they'd been estranged and it was a, yeah, a reunion concert. And he's such a strange character. Eugene Levy's hair in this movie is just <laughs> amazing. His eyes, his eyes. His eyes. But that's always, Eugene's always got the most incredible eyebrows. I love that man. Look at how good she is. You know how you talk about, like, dream dinner party guests? Catherine O'Hara, absolutely, <laughs> oh, top of my yeah. list. Love her. So there's quite an interesting uh, thing about this, because there's so, there's so many things that fall into this category, but this is kind of definitely one of those ones where it's a 
movie about music. It's sort of taking the world and it's pulling it apart. It's a satire and it's kind of um, really investigating it from an insider kind of like love loved angle. You know, there's like a send up quality to this. Well, wait, they're going to kiss now. Will they? Oh, dramatic pause. Big smooch. Oh, my God. It's quite, I feel like I had to narrate it for the purpose of radio. <laughs> this now, is... one, of, one of the reasons they do original songs is that it's cheaper, you know, because there are movies... Um, that will just, you know, like the Blues Brothers or the Commitments that will yeah, just, yeah. you know, do covers. So it's cheaper, but then they end up getting, you know, some really cool songs from it. This is not the first time this song has come up on Travelling Tunes, Kirsten. I feel like this song is such an interesting cultural moment in history. Yeah, because it came up in our bubblegum episode. Totally. And this is obviously iconic bubblegum. It's talking about sweet things. It's, and so this is a cartoon band. <laughs> it's an animated band. <laughs> Jughead, Betty and Veronica. The Blueprint. I just can't believe the loveliness of loving you. So when we, when we talked about this in the context of Bubblegum, like, this is wild, because this song is so insanely popular as a standalone song. I'm sure there's plenty of people who don't know that this is from, you know, cartoon. That's right. Um, they tried to revive it a bit. I don't know if you guys, you probably do remember Riverdale. Unfortunately. Oh, yes, I do. What it's still shame. going, isn't it? Like, fully... It can't be killed. It can't be killed. But yeah, they started a band eventually in that show, even though it was so dark. That show is bonkers. It's gone through the channel of being so bad that it's come out the other side as oh, kind of iconically bad, you know? And when this song came out, you could it would you could buy it. It would be on your cereal box. They used to imprint albums onto your cereal box and just cut it out and put it in your record player. That is so good. Someone said there's a, there's a TV band called Nirvana, which is from... <laughs> They think Josie and the Pussycats or something of that era. And Josie and the Pussycats was part of the, like, Riverdale universe, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, they are in the same world. That is a movie. The, the one that's got Parker Posey in it. Mm. That is a movie that I love, love, love. Someone's also texted in Soggy Bottom Boys from Oh Brother. And I am a man of constant yes. sorrow. It's <laughs> Great song. Good song. So good. <laughs> Spinal Tap, of course. Someone says Aid Edmondson and Rick uh, Mayali's Bad News is possibly the cringiest metal band ever. <laughs> and someone says um, the New Zealand band Deja Voodoo started out as a joke band on the show Back of the Why until people started wanting them for gigs so they thought we'd better learn how to play and write some songs. That's so good. Actually, I can hear some mallet vibes. Oh yeah, but going mallet. on in the background. Bring so it we through. could have played it last week. Sort of keeping it in this sort of era. You, doing that thing you do. What are we listening to here, Kirsten? So this is 
that thing you do by the Wonders, which in the movie the band initially spelled it O-N-E-D-E-R-S, the Wonders, and everyone <laughs> called them the Oneaters. <laughs> <laughs> So 1996, written and directed by Tom Hanks. Amazing. And so it is Beatles-esque. When I was looking at these songs, I, I had a look on like streaming services to see how much like they'd been listened to this had nearly 30 million streams for a song from a bloody tv movie type world that is quite wild really black mirror wishes they could well, and for all the yeah all the um articles that you know that had like countdowns had this as number one now Liv tyler's in the movie Charlize theron um and there's an iconic scene in the movie that where you know, you first hear it on the radio in their car and then they're running and it's playing in the shops and you hear your song on the radio. There's a lot of metal ones coming through. Death Clot, the great death metal band in the world from the cartoon. Uh, Metal Clops. Metal please. Sorry, I probably said that wrong. <laughs> but there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of like parody metal bands out there. By the looks of the text machine, at least this morning. Yeah, obviously, you know, it's a genre that can parry itself. Now, these guys all learned to play instruments just for the movie. Oh, wow, really? I know, they had a, a boot camp and had to learn. I was thinking about the Hannah Montana thing because that is quite interesting. Obviously, Miley Cyrus is a pop star in her own right, but she really was first an actress, first a pop star on a TV show. That Disney machine always trying to, like, get every angle on their stars that they can. Crank them out. Yeah, Yeah, well, because there's always songs associated with those shows, isn't there? And they sing. Always, yeah. It's like they cast a a fishing line out to see which ones will actually like hook people in and then they kind of invest in that branch of their particular Phineas yep. and Ferb Phineas and Ferb weren't real but boy did they sing oh bangers the Partridge <laughs> the Partridge family band yeah were they a real band though I get a bit confused about the Partridge family well that's right once they have some hits then people are like well are you a real band I mean yeah they were a TV and I think they really were some of them were really related I love I love the kind of like meta-ness when you start to really get down to it. You're like, at what point is it, you know, Lady Gaga actually singing this song and at what point is it like the character? Mm. Oh, could think about that all day. Thank you very much for bringing us some uh, some film and TV movie bands uh, this morning, Kirsten. We will talk to you again next Friday. Have a great okay. one. Okay, all right. That was Travelling Tunes with Dr Kirsten Zimpke. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.